I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike show. Hey. Put a little... I never get this line out the first time. It's not even good. Hey. Put a little... Put a little bit more in there, cowboy. And the bulldog. What's your degree in? Kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> on WGR Sports Radio 550. Quick follow-up on one thing from yesterday. Then uh, we'll be excited to bring on Greg Wasinski. Mentioned how Valentine's Day dinner. My wife did such a great job. Thai food, the right orders, everything except for one thing. The dish she insanely hot. bought for me was so hot, I couldn't eat it. Thai hot. I mean, just like, nope. Good news. Last night, I was able to eat the rest of the meal. Bad news. This morning, I had eaten the rest of the meal. It. Uh, We've all been there. It was so, so hot it had <laughs> ripple effects. Hashtag ripple effects. <laughs> But uh, it's gone, I'm fine, and it's a fun story, and that's really what I care most about. All the time. Embarrassing her, sure. Really, it's just, you know, content. How sad. Greg Wyshynski on the West Her Hotline. Always a treat to have Greg on. What's new, Greg? Sounds like someone needs to get some uh, Preparation H candy hearts next year (laughs) to go along with dinner. (laughs) We are getting old, maybe. Maybe you're right about that. What's what's new with you and with hockey? I mean, we know some things, but not as much as you. Well, I'm I'm here in Bristol at ESPN headquarters. I'm on the Point tonight, our our weekly show, to right. talk about some rumors and innuendo. And then my show, The Drop, is on at eight thirty on all the uh, social channels and ESPN Plus, previewing the uh, Devils and Blues, but also talking about you know a lot of people don't know this. There's an outdoor game this Saturday on ESPN. Right. It's the uh, Stadium Series game between. Carolina and Washington, and I'm a I'm a fan of the state. Uh, the Winter Classic, everybody loves, obviously. And Buffalo, you know, clearly is the reason it was a success, um, thanks to that first game. But the Stadium Series is where the NHL, I think, lets its freak flag fly a little bit. You know, the jerseys are always weird. I remember seeing Kiss play at Dodger Stadium, <laughs> one of them. And so I've always had sort of a, a place in my heart for the like bratty little brother of the winter classic that is the stadium series so i'm looking forward to saturday's game kind of too bad you guys will miss out on ovechkin obviously for good reason his father passing away he's not with the team but too bad for espn and for fans that uh, ovechkin will miss that event yeah i mean obviously i don't think it's any surprise that there was a a number of things that uh, we had planned 
uh, with Ovechkin in that game. I mean, we actually had an incredible documentary uh, a couple weekends ago uh, about Ovi and and the chase uh, for Gretzky's record. So condolences to his family. Like I I saw his father and and talked to his father uh, more than a few times when I was living in in the Washington, D.C. area and and, uh, kind of covering the Capitals. His, His dad was a a fixture at Capitals practices and, you know, would talk to anybody and talk to kids and the whole thing. So it was real, real, real sad to hear his, his, his father passed and obviously real sad to hear that he uh, won't be around to, uh, to watch his son uh, chase NHL history over the next couple of seasons. Greg, quickly here, I, I, I know how this, these usually go. We've got a lot of things we want to get to, but you mentioning that you're in Bristol at ESPN headquarters sort of tripped a wire uh, and reminded me that I wanted to ask you about the story about the bankruptcy of the of – the, it's Bally Sports, right? Twelve NHL teams, and there's a lot of other sports, baseball, basketball, affected by this regional sports network bankruptcy. But how, how big a story within the NHL is it that 12 of their teams – broadcast partners are you know the parent company has filed for bankruptcy well that's that's a real great question i mean the nhl i think to this point has downplayed its impact um which is to be expected because <laughs> i think it's, it could be tremendously impactful for the for the teams that are impacted by it and, and and so you know when you talk about other sports and other teams i mean i think those other teams and other sports have a multitude of different revenue streams that maybe aren't as flowy for hockey. Mm-hmm. I think there are more than a few uh, NHL teams that are greatly reliant upon local TV money, for example, to to fund their bottom line. So it's a significantly big moment for I think a lot of teams that have those those local television contracts with that with that company. Um, but the NHL hasn't really addressed it in a formal way. They don't seem too, uh, uh, you know, you know, they haven't come forth with anything like panicky yet. Um, but it's certainly something to keep an eye on as we move forward, for sure. And, and also within context of the salary cap, which at last glance um, isn't going to rise as significantly as, as the NHL thought, even going back to December. There's still a lot of talk about the league and the Players Association coming together to artificially raise the cap. Um, was through some sort of agreement this offseason. And, and certainly when you talk about hockey-related revenue uh, with this uh, RSN situation, it's going to definitely have an impact on, on that salary cap growth too. With Greg Wyshynski of ESPN, Mike Shope and the Bulldog here on WGR. So to the Sabres, Greg, they've given us all reason for hope uh, this year somewhat suddenly which is maybe weird after an 11-year playoff drought, but this has been a nice season so far. They're right on the cusp. After losing four straight, they win in Anaheim last night. What do you think of their chances? I mean, according to Money Puck, they're 1-4 in four right now and making the playoffs, which is pretty remarkable. It's a good place to be if you're the Sabres, right? I mean, they do have that games-in-hand advantage right now over the Washington Capitals, who currently inhabit the last wild-card spot in the Eastern Conference, and that's good news. I mean, you know, obviously – Turning around the the skid that they were on after the All Star break is good news too. Although I think more than a few teams have gotten their slump buster against the Anaheim Ducks this season. That's not a very good hockey team. So we'll see what happens as they move forward. But look, as as you guys know, the the thing about the Sabers um, that we've been waiting for 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 a really long time is play some relevant games. You know, do some things that are going to benefit the Owen Powers and the Cousins and players like that in the long run by having games that mean something when you are, are playing hockey in March. And it's not simply just keeping both eyes on the draft lottery anymore for this franchise. And so the longer they can stay in this mix, the longer they're, they're battling with 
the Capitals and the Islanders and the Panthers for that last playoff spot, um, or even the Penguins too, I guess, for those last two playoff spots, the better it's going to be in the long run for this team. There are too many teams that just atrophy by being in the lottery every year and not playing meaningful games. So hopefully the Sabres are the exception to that. You know, Mike sort of alluded to it, Greg, that it's kind of a, a, a you know surprising. Um, it feels a little ahead of schedule that they're even contending for a playoff spot. I mean, we're all looking for progress this season, but contending into February, hopefully into March, for a wild card spot, you know, I don't want to say everybody was closed-minded to the possibility, but it certainly wasn't the top of the list for me in this season. I just wanted to see growth and progress in their young players. With all that said, how should they handle things over the next couple of weeks here with the trade deadline looming? Like, should should Kevin Adams get busy trying to tweak or do something even bigger than that? Um, what's your view on how he should handle the trade deadline? I'm still trying to figure out what the schedule was post Eichel, right? Like, like when that something like that happens, it kind of like you throw the calendar in the trash and, and you just kind of like freelance it and freestyle it for a little bit. I mean, I. I'm trying to, I mean, like, I guess when you take a step back, they are ahead of schedule only because, you know, you were probably thinking with, with power now joining the team on a full-time basis, like what that trajectory was going to look like. But, you know, the, the two things I think this season that really messed with the schedule were the official emergence of Tage Thompson as the next Mary Lemieux <laughs> and, having, yeah. and, and having, and having, and having Stalin level up into being one of the top 10 defensemen in the league, which is we, we ran a ranking today on ESPN, a ranking that was compiled from um, surveys submitted by NHL players and NHL executives. And he's square there in the top 10 ahead of guys like Quinn Hughes, ahead of guys like Josh Morrissey and, and others. So, I mean, like those two being where they are, I think probably puts the team ahead of schedule into to answer the trade deadline question. I mean, I wouldn't do anything. I mean, I, I think this is still a long-term play for them. Um, there's no reason to dabble in the rental market. If there's a hockey trade to be made, like if all of a sudden someone like Timo Meyer falls in their lap and there's a fit to be made with a guy that um, could be here longer term, is in his mid-20s and is one of the best-scoring wingers in the league, like, sure, why not? But, I mean, mm-hmm. as far as just trying to augment the lineup to remain relevant in a playoff race, I mean, I'd save those picks because I think you'll probably need them for when the team is really ready to contend. What about Meyer, Greg? Like, what I've read is not a lot, but that he would be highly coveted here. Is he somebody that you see the contenders all hoping to pick up? Yes, but there there are some complications there. I'm actually talking about this on a point tonight with regard to the Devils and Timo Meyer. And the Devils are really hot after Meyer, right? Like they they want that guy in a big way to be in their top six on right wing. He's got the size that their lineup lacks. They think that he, they could put him next to Jack Hughes and, and have just an incredible combination offensively. But the, the trick with him is is that, one, it's gonna it's obviously going to cost a lot. Like, the Sharks know what they have in this guy. He's in his mid-20s. He's an incredible goal scorer. They're asking for uh, at least a first-round pick, probably two prospects, one of those prospects being an A-grade prospect. Um, but the trick is is that you're going to have to figure out the contract part of it. So Timo Meyer is a restricted free agent this summer, and his qualifying offer based on his current salary will be $10 million dollars. So if you get an arbitration thing with him for another season, you're going to have to pay him $10 million against the cap. Now, there are certainly teams that can do that, the Sabres being one of them, the Devils being one of them, but not a lot of teams want to do that. So part of the trick is who can sign him to a long-term deal beyond this season along with paying the freight that it will take to get him on their team. And that's going to be a a tricky one to figure out if you're the Devils, the Leafs, or really any team that's contending. With Greg Wyshynski of ESPN, 
By the way, you mentioned that that's cool. Our timing is really fortunate here with you, it seems, with this survey and what you're focused on tonight with the broadcast and everything. Uh, are, are you you're with? You sound like you would be um, Darlene and that sort of high status. I mean, the Sabers have Bulldog. How close has a Saber ever come to the Norris? Has it ever happened where a Sabers player was a finalist? I don't think it has. Maybe in the very early days, but I don't yeah. think so. I don't remember. Yeah. So it's not like it's not shocking. <laughs> you know, he's one hundred and one in his draft. It just took a little while, and maybe there's a lesson in that. I don't know. Was Housley ever in the mix when he was with the Sabers at some point? I, I don't know. I feel like in those he might have been, but in those days there was such a bias against guys who played like him. Yeah, I don't think the, that that award has transformed over like our lifetimes to become more like it's a point of game guy. Um, Unless you that, were Paul Coffey, perhaps. Right. But, right. Yeah. Right. Or I mean, and, and yeah, and at that point, like guys like Coffey and Bork basically had that thing on their mantle, like every year, anyway. So, yeah. no, you know, the the, the Darlene thing was great to see because I'm in the times I've seen him this year, I've just been astounded. I mean, like he's got such great mobility, his hockey sense is great. He's such a a guy that can create offense, um, and and it was good to see that recognition from from the folks that we that we surveyed. I mean, being. I think he's like number eight is is no is no slouch. I mean, the players in front of him are guys like McCarr and Fox and Hedman and Carlson and and some of the best defensemen that we've had in the last decade. So to see him get that kind of lofty um, status from his peers and his bosses is cool. But on the other hand, you know, you talk about the Norris Trophy. We we run a, a monthly segment on ESPN called NHL Awards Watch, and Darlene's been in the top three most of the month. Yep. I mean, like, the, and those are the actual voters that we survey to get their ballots. So, I mean, the idea that he could eventually be in the top three this year, I don't think is too outlandish. You figure Carlson's going to be there because his offensive output's been insane. Um, you figure McCarr is going to be there because he's, he's McCarr. And then you got one other spot, and it could be down to, like, Darlene, Adam Fox, Josh Morrissey of the Jets, a couple others. But I think, I think Darlene's got that spot right now. You know, speaking of that survey, I, I, I did read that. Um, and I, I found it amazing, uh, Greg, and you've been t- tweeting this, and it, it, that someone, one of the one of the managers you spoke to, I, I guess, said I wouldn't have Carlson in the top ten. Speaking of biases on the North, oh. like it, it feels to me like that is an argument from like the early two thousands or when maybe <laughs> he first got in the league. I can't believe that someone running a hockey team is still out there dinging Carlson for his quote unquote defensive defensive deficiencies. Oh my gosh. Well, well, it's really interesting, right? Because like when he used to get dinged for it in the mid last last decade, right? Um, I didn't think it was that valid. Like I thought he had the speed to close in on on players defensively. I was a big a believer in the best offense, best defense is good offense kind of argument mm-hmm. that used to be used for guys like Mike Green too. So those arguments against Carlson when he was winning the Norris, I thought were a little bit immaterial. If you make them now, <laughs> they're a little bit more valid because that dude has decided. I am not going to really play much defense anymore. I am going to push the pedal down offensively. I mean, he's he's on a point-per-game uh, pace right now that would be, I think, the 11th best season offensively for a defenseman ever, and the only guys in front of him are guys like Bork and Coffey. So I do think that there is a valid crit- criticism of the way he plays now defensively, but I've also talked to some players and some people that know him a little bit, and they're like, look, he's on the Sharks. That's a lottery team. They've, they've got no hope of making the playoffs. If you put him on the Oilers or if you put him on a more relevant team, I think you'd see him D it up more just because, like, there's more at stake. Guy wants to win. Right now, mm-hmm. it's just, like, all offense because why care about the defensive end? Just, like, pad your stats.
Interesting. Greg, um, the state of the game right now, I feel like this is a, this is a story that, for for me, like when I think about this for myself as someone now at 51 years of age, that I, I'm taken by how great I think it is. Like we're always ripping the NHL, and why don't they do this? It's always like just sort of face palms with this league. But whatever, however they got here, and you might have a completely different, I don't think so, but completely different attitude about this. I mean, I love it. It's it's so much skill. I don't miss the lack of physical play at all. And I love the fast pace. And these Sabres, I mean, they're fitting right in with it uh, finally this year. So do, do you agree that it's at a like sort of at or near a high for watchability? And is that not pretty interesting if it is? Well, first of all, you don't sound you don't sound a day over fifty in my eyes. Um, <laughs> thank you. It's only a, f- a few hundred days. That's all. So thank you. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's a really amazing time to be a hockey fan, and and you know the, the conversation is is a day long that we could have about how we got here. But in brief, I mean, there's no question that the rules changes that we had you know twenty years ago ish uh, definitely fostered a more offensive. Uh, era in the NHL, you know, incrementally there's been changes to goalie equipment and things like that that have helped too. The salary cap for all of its evils um, also created a situation where teams needed cheaper, younger labor, which meant usually more offensively minded players and defensively minded players. And, and then, you know, now you have four lines that can skate and score. No longer do you have, you know, the goons on the fourth line clogging up the ice for seven minutes a game. And the last thing is that like in, in recent years, you definitely have a bit more innovation and coaching and skill coaching in particular for offensive players, like shooting coaches and skating coaches and things like that, that have allowed them, I think, to get ahead of the goalies, maybe for the first time in like 20 years where goaltending used to be a lot more coach, coach oriented and equipment oriented and things like that. And I feel like the players right now, the scorers are a bit ahead of the goalies in their like trajectory. Um, So all those things combined give us, you know, a thing like we had last season where it was the highest scoring season since the mid-1990s, and, and we're ahead of that pace right now. So it's it's a great time to be a hockey fan if you're someone who's been waiting for the end of boring 2-1 games every night. Well, I, I love hearing that. I, I, I caught – I've mentioned this a time or two on the show, Greg. Um, I caught Steve Eiserman on a TNT intermission at one point earlier this year, and – yeah, you know, I'm I'm usually not optimistic that those interviews are going to provide anything that's worth <laughs> mentioning on a show like this multiple times. But in this case, um, he was asked some sort of generic question about you know his career as a player morphing into a front office guy and like the, how the game has changed. And his response was like the biggest change he's seeing currently is that coaches are coaching offense you have to coach yeah. offense and when he was playing and when he first transitioned into being a manager or a front office type it was all about defensive systems and shutting your opponent down and now like his point was you're going to get left in the dust if you are not coaching your skill guys on how to maximize their potential yeah and that and it's no surprise that he hired an assistant from the tampa bay lightning to be his head coach for that very reason which is that the if you are playing defense, you're playing defense to create offense. It's something the Lightning did for years, and, and it led to them winning two straight cups. The idea that you pressure, pressure, pressure to try to create turnovers and then go the other way with it. I think the Devils are a team that right now is, is playing a, a style of hockey that's going to be really uh, mimicked by other teams. 
you know, they play on the rush, they get everybody involved, but they're so quick that they can get back defensively and not cost themselves when they play up on the rush. So it's, he's completely right. I mean, like if, if you're a coach with this kind of talent in this league right now, and you're trying to play like Barry Trotz hockey, like no offense to Barry Trotz, like you're doing it wrong because you, you have to try to put the pedal down and play offensively in this league, mainly because you get like seven to three games. Like we saw last night with the Sabres and yep. you certainly aren't going to, you can't put the genie back in the bottle now. Like it's an offensive league. And, and so I think you have to coach that way. You know, you, we're out of time. You talk about going all day on a subject. I'd love to keep going on just how analytics has played such a role in all sports. It's just like yeah. the, the result is so excellent. You know, NBA with the threes and football. Like, oh, we should throw it. We should throw it all the time. Hmm, would that be fun to watch? I wonder if that would be fun to watch. Well, that's not why we're going to do it, but we're going to do it because it's optimal. And it's also suited owners. You talk about cheaper labor and how that's meant. You've got baseball teams who are like, you know, just just – we, why why spend this money on free agency? That's not always good for for the aesthetic, but it has made prominent changes to these sports, and in some ways, including hockey, I think, really in a positive way. You know, how long ago was it when we talked about how hits were an important stat? And, yeah. you know, now it's like, well, you don't have the puck, so let's cut that out. Yeah, I mean, now it's all about, you know, where you're shooting from and, and, and what, what the quality of those shots are, high danger chances, things like that. I mean, you're completely right. The analytics revolution in the league has made a huge difference, and there's still dinosaurs that believe that they're overrated, and I will point to the fact that the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Colorado Avalanche, yeah, those are two teams that live and die by analytics based on how their front office operates. So the teams that win are the ones that work with them. The Sabres finally dived in, and look what that's amounted oh, to. you got uh, hell of a smart guy to, to run that department too I, I think he's brilliant so yeah so only good things ahead that's why you have a 25 percent chance of making the playoffs because you went, you went with, with ventura <laughs> there, i, I kind of think so so i'm not going to laugh at this one but yes uh that and a few other things i guess so good greg uh great to talk to you we'll look forward to watching you tonight anytime thanks for having me greg wasinski of e- call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. ESPN at Wyshynski. Take a, take a crack at it. And then do a Google search if you need it to know how to spell it. <laughs> Just give it, a, give it one honest, honest try. All right, that was fun.
Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Lines are open for you. We've talked bills, free agency, some hockey here, 803, some Thai food, 803-0550 is the number. Back after sports on WGR. It's a lot easier when you had three and we had 12 games in 20 days. This is more challenging in the sense we, we can't give them enough ice time to be fully satisfied, but I think uh, the respect factor's there, and these guys work every day, and they, they want to see each other be successful, which is pretty unique from my experience. Don Granato on the goalies. He visited this morning. It's Eric Comrie last night. The Sabres end up pulling away in Anaheim 7-3. to Did you watch? I conked out after the second period and then uh, watched uh, the third today. So, um, yeah, did you I mean, know I, the score when you before you started watching the third period? Yes, yes, I knew. I knew what had happened. Nice surprise. Yeah, yeah it was. I mean, four four to three after two. Um, you know, little 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 bumpy, little turbulence there in that second period. You know, to fall behind three two after such a strong first period. It, it's I, I and I was pretty relieved um, because. To lose on a night where you're playing that level of goaltender, I mean, yeah. that, 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 that that poor guy for Anaheim was just not, just not, not good. Um, so you, they really needed to take advantage, and eventually, you know, they did, and they got there. So he's talking about the goalies there, and we talked last night. Like I was fine with with Comrie. You know, he is both somebody that. They've made an investment in, such as it is, the acquisition in free agency. Like, they have reason. We talk about Lucanen all the time and then Levi. They have reason to want Comrie to sort of heat up. Sure they do. And play and become, you know, their best goalie. Lucanen is still a work in progress, I guess, I would say. So um, all I want to end up at is I don't think I need to be married to one of them. And as far as Anderson goes... You know, no disrespect or anything, but for me, he's third. Like, it, think of the way Greg Wyshynski was just talking about this whole thing. He sort of just blew off almost the idea of the Sabres making a, a trade deadline move. It's like, not not yet. Not this team. is still mm-hmm. like, see, see the whole board kind of talking. And so um, that's where I think that, that points you is to work Comrie in and try to get somewhere there. I, I think it is forgivable how it went for him earlier with then he got hurt and they they just didn't have a spot for him really there for a while so um i'd like to see him play more yeah i'll be interested i this is you sound like me a a month ago or so like whenever he came back from injury uh was right around the time lukanen had started to i guess you know assert himself if you will like whatever the results were good uh as far as wins and losses like his numbers were never good i would say it all the time like they, they he gives up 3 every time um but they they were winning and i think like he sort of took the job over and when when Comrie got back, you know, i said a few times to you and to paul like i think they will want to get him going um, but it really, he played only that one game in Winnipeg and then hadn't played since. Now, they weren't real busy, of course. Um, so going into last night, like I, I said when we were talking with, with Paul, like I would go with Lukanen because he's been their guy. Like that's how they've treated him since Comrie's even been healthy. And so let's get him right back on the horse. So I was a little surprised they went to Comrie. Um, he was a little sloppy on one of the goals. It was a, a rebound scramble in front that he could not corral. The others were I wouldn't really fault him on. So I'd say he was fine last night. Um, 
and maybe they're going to do what I thought they were going to try to do a month ago. Maybe they'll do that now. I don't know. Um, I guess a lot will depend on maybe how Lukanen's next start looks because I, I think it's pretty pretty easy if you're really watching them closely to look at his last performance against Calgary on Saturday afternoon before this road trip as his as his worst outing of the year. Like he, he had a very tough tough game. The whole team did, but he gave up some goals that you just should not give up in the NHL. It should be said uh, it should be said that Anderson has easily the best numbers of the three uh this year, unless I'm missing some no, other you're, sneaky you're smart not. category <laughs> that should be pointed out to me, which I'd I'd like to have done if that's the case. Um and I I don't want to just I'm I'm not talking about rebuilding or anything here or just forsaking the, the playoff race maybe the sabers think they'll need anderson for that but i don't know like i'm not sure i'm not sure they should i think it's a little bit of a weird arrangement i would say because you 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 pretty you wanted him back you valued him being here how much of that is mentoring i don't know but basically it's it's you're gonna play once a week like that's the that's the deal keep keep him fresh and we can count on the results and i i think they probably don't want to uh, like for, forsake that uh, and sort of like like have misled him about what his role was going to be, but it's it's kind of odd. Like that 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 to me is something you do when you're not in a playoff race. Is you 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 work in the third goalie because you know whatever he's he's usually a developmental guy or something, and instead we've got a guy that's at the other end of his career. And, yeah, he has been good. He had maybe his worst outing of the season was in L.A. the other night. Um, but you, you're, you're better off, I think, working the two guys. Like, it's harder to get Comrie going if Lukanen is your number one right now. Um, it's harder to find starts if you're giving Anderson a game a week to keep him fresh. Right? That, that's a game that Comrie could be playing to get him back up and running. So it's it's a little complicated, I think. Yes, it has been. I agree. Next game is Saturday night in San Jose. Timo Meyer, Eric Carlson for now, and the Sharks. We mentioned the deadline at in our last conversation. The, the trade deadline is on a Friday this year. Is that, a, is that new? I've never – I don't remember it ever being on a Friday before. Friday, March 3rd at 3. So um, plan appropriately. Plan accordingly. I'm bummed out about Tim McCarver. Me too. You know he had an album? I saw that. I went to his Wikipedia because I wanted to sort of refresh in my mind like when, when he was where, you know? He, he worked everywhere, at least as far as the big networks go. Um, and, like, I wanted to, like, who was he teamed up with? Um, just refresh my memory. You know, like, I felt like I know he was in the booth with Joe Buck at some point. Oh, yeah. Of, oh, of course. No, Jack Buck is what I meant to say there. I confused oh. father and son. I knew he was with Jack Buck at some point, but I wanted to be sure, and he was. Um, Ni- 91-92, before Sean McDonough. Sean McDonough replaced yeah. Jack Buck. So, Twins twins Braves would be Jack Buck and Tim McCarver. It's famous call on the pocket homer. Okay. Yep. Um, and so I saw the note about the album that he had yes. recorded at some point there, and that, and that was pretty late. Like it wasn't something he did like fresh out of playing or no. while he was playing. It was like in the two thousands somewhere when he recorded that album. I think Tim McCarver sings selections from the American Songbook. Right. You know what? I'm going to try this. I'm going to sing songs and, and make a record. <laughs> yeah. And I listened to one of them. 
Like, is this yeah. really going to sound like Tim McCarver? And it kind of does. You know, some people, their singing voice, you can't really, you know their speaking mm-hmm. voice, it doesn't sound like them. It kind of does. It kind of does. Not my kind of music. Yeah. The American Songbook. Believe it or not, actually, as well as you know me, uh, you or anyone else who knows me well, it might surprise you to learn. I have no interest at all in the American Songbook. None. Mm. No, just that's not my that's not my music. It should be, maybe, no, but it yeah, isn't. It seems like it would be up your alley. <laughs> just right. Anybody. That's what I'm Rod saying. Stewart sings the American Songbook. Pass. Job's got to get that. Pass. Yeah. Well, well McCarver, he, I mean, he, he he was excellent. Like maybe maybe the biggest compliment I think you can pay um, any broadcaster is it, like at, at at that level like doing you know doing the, the 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 big the biggest games is like you hear the sound of their voice and think like this must be important and I know he did a lot of you know you know week to week games uh, on, on all these different networks but like he just he sounded like it mattered when he was in the booth twenty four World Series more than anyone <laughs> yeah. He was also 86 Mets. Like, I'm 14, and mm-hmm. that's my team. It's Tim McCarver, Ralph Kiner, Steve Zabriskie. McCarver would also often do play-by-play. They would rotate the three guys on uh, WOR in those days. I think that I, would be where I first really heard him was mm-hmm. on the Mets games. I think he's on my color commentator, Mount Rushmore. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. And believe me when I tell you that I am. I do believe you. Here's where I'm at. It's not as diverse as I would like, so I want to keep going here. But John Madden, Johnny Miller for me, McCarver, and uh, Russ Howard from Curling. Actually, on my personal list, he would be on it. But Jeff Van Gundy... Isn't he like interesting every time? I I think so. Yes, I think so. He's interesting every time. He'll rip the refs. Who does that? Yeah, I we I I feel like it's been a little while since I've sat with them, but when when th- when it was Breen, him and Mark Jackson, I thought that that was excellent. Me television. too. Me too. Maybe you'd even want to put Mark Jackson above Van Gundy. I don't think I would. Van Gundy is like biting and funny and and sharp. And like that's you, that's what you need to be to be on my list. So, McCar- McCarver aged right, but yeah, sure. It's easy to remember him like at the tail end, and, and you know maybe he didn't evolve with the game, whatever. I I, I just think he was excellent. Like I, I I loved him. He's one of those guys for me that it stopped even mattering how exactly right he always was about everything. I just liked hearing him do the game. Right. You know who else is like that? Actually, for me, is Morgan. And really, Morgan Morgan died. He was he sounded great. Like McCarver, yeah. it's so many different things that you put together to get to that level. The rhythm of McCarver's speaking was just like just like perfect for baseball. Just he was never in a rush, mm-hmm. and and uh, Morgan had that sort of smoothness to him too, and and um, not not in a rush. Morgan was kind of combative at times, you know, mm-hmm. later on. But yep. I always like Miller and Morgan mm-hmm. are as, were as good as anybody for me in baseball. Sunday night baseball, yeah. So um, who else would you? Con- I wanted to mention Larry Merchant too. 
All right, that that that's that's variance. <laughs> not not and, the first name I'd think of, but yeah. Sure. And Johnny Weir. And Johnny Weir. Mm. He's funny and just like it's good. It's good. Yeah. But I don't think I get to Mount Rushmore with Larry Merchant and Johnny Weir. I think uh is that is that the first time that sentence has ever been uttered I in think the so. history of the I do. planet? <laughs> I, I don't get to Rushmore with Larry Merchant and Johnny Weir. <laughs> yes, yes. Mike Shope, two thousand twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> Madden, McCarver, Van Gundy, Johnny Miller. Is this too lofty for Johnny Miller? Um, maybe. 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 Yeah, but I don't. I, I'm sitting here trying to think of someone to sub in. I mean, I as far as football goes, I could not possibly get to anyone besides Madden. Um, and I think McCarver is almost as untouchable in baseball. So from there, like, where am I going? You know, I don't have a long list of contenders for basketball. You know, unless I was like, personally, I love Jack Armstrong because he's such a cool guy. But like, <laughs> whatever, he's you know, it's not he's not in our living rooms unless you get Canadian cable. Um, Has he been in your living room? I could see him being in your living room. <laughs> oh, I wish he had. No, the closest he's been to he's, my house is Delaware Park. I think, as far as I know, he's not been to mine. I used to see him in the park back when I was running. Um, and so, and then from there, like I don't know, I, I, I might consider, boy, I really like Ray Ferraro a lot. Okay. Um. So if I if I want to work to get a hockey guy in there, I think he is excellent. I don't really care for the broadcast overall, um, right now, but I really like him a lot on a hockey game. Uh, I just think he's just he's I think he's just excellent. Like he's relatable and storytelling but on top of the game too like he just he just strikes the right balance for me almost every time i listen to him tweet or call with suggestions if you like color commentator mount rushmore the late tim mccarver died today at the age of 81 mike show and the bulldog back after this here on wgr welcome back everybody that's it that's the that's the tweet. Yep. You know what? I just realized that I do have that habit. Oh, of, of I I mean I don't know how many names I need to use here, but it goes back to Arthur Godfrey, and Arthur Godfrey, like way back in the history of radio, would say never say everyone or everybody. Like just be talking to one person. And I, I'm sure I've said everybody like a million times, you know, mm-hmm. welcome back, everybody. And I don't think I've ever heard anybody tell me that that was bad. I mean, at ESPN, they used to be like all these different things. Don't say this. Don't say this. Don't don't. We're not talking about how everybody's doing, you know, just like don't say welcome back. Everyone, they they they, they, they were they there. Leave. You left. That's you took a commercial break. <laughs> that too. Like I've probably got so many bad habits. <laughs> Never thank people who work at the same place you do for being on. Like, they have to come on. You don't have to thank. I just saw his name, and we used to do this, so I'll use it. Dr. Jack Ramsey. You don't have to mm-hmm. thank Dr. Jack for being on, even though you love him. You don't have to thank. Please don't thank him. Just talk to him and say, bye. <laughs> like, you know, he's not doing it. It's, he's not, it's not generosity. It's just right, he's, he's, he's doing his job. Like, you don't have to thank him. Right. Yeah. You know? It's all kinds of stuff. But I just heard that that recently. from I was watching Dick Cavett once. He was talking about that, and I want to... I want to be better at this. Dr. Jack's a good suggestion, and it made me think of Bill Walton. Yes, 
for the have, for the color commentator Mount Rushmore. Yeah, okay, yeah be clear here. Uh, like you have been, but like we're getting. You know, I got like Vern Lundquist. Like no, we're, color, color commentary. Here's <laughs> what we're talking about. Yes. Um, not play by play guys. So Dick Enberg was another suggestion that came in on Twitter, and that's play by play. An excellent, I mean, incredible play by play people. But this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. They're not color analysis. So I, I think I like Walton over Van Gundy myself. Okay. I think I want to differ with you on that, but I don't know. Walton is one of a kind. Van Gundy's really good. Like yes, he's he is. he's really good. Is Walton still doing it? He he might be. I I honestly am not. I don't know. I feel like occasionally I would see tweets from your buddy Dave Pash. Yeah. Um, and so I think maybe they still do some stuff together, but I I, I don't, don't see I, them anymore. I haven't seen him. Right. That's right. I haven't seen him on TV myself in in quite a long time. All right. I'm. We've only just gotten back to it here for a minute, but I'm still I'm still on McCarver Madden. I'm not doing these in order. Uh, Johnny Miller and Van Gundy, but there have to be others I'm forgetting. And I don't I want it to be a little bit more diverse if if we can get there. And I don't think there should be a rule that you can't pick from the same sport more than once. Sure. I so I Bulldog would never ever ever pick Bill Walsh. Because he hates Bill Walsh. Yes. But you know if you thought he was that good, you could go Madden Walsh. I think that's fine. It is a football mad country. Mm-hmm. 
803-0550 for your calls. The Sabres are next in action Saturday night in San Jose. It's another late one. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog back after sports on WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.